clap our hands for the Lord. Come on, somebody bless his name. Come on, clap like you love him. Come on, do me, do me a favor. In the next 30 seconds, just let's give God worship. Come on, tell him how much you love him. Come on, let him know he's worthy. He's worthy and worthy to be praised. We didn't hear, hear to come, come to hear a man preach, but we came to be in the presence of the Lord. Come on, bless his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Here's what I'm trying to say. Many times we come to church out of routine. I hope y'all hear what I'm saying. Many times we come to church out of routine. I don't want to come to church out of routine. When I come to church, I want to receive something from God. Just do me a favor. I know this may not be your natural intuition, but can we stand to our feet and begin to bless his name? Come on, we bless his name. God, you're worthy and worthy to be praised. There's nothing like you, God. God, we need you in this place on this morning. God, we need you in this place on this morning, God. Speak, Lord, we pray. Lord, we pray. Father, you're worthy and worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. 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 And with one voice, with one voice, can we say hallelujah? With one voice, can we say hallelujah? We want to make sure we give him his highest, the highest praise. It's so good to see everybody in the house of the Lord this morning. If you can take up your Bibles. Take up your Bibles. Let's never come to church out of routine. I told myself, I don't want to just come to church to be coming to church. I want to receive something when I come to church. And the Bible said, if when we draw near to him, he'll draw not us. So we got to make sure we always come in a posture where we're trying to seek after God. Because you can come to church for rhyme or reason and never receive it. We want to always be in a posture to receive. Let's go to 1 John chapter 1. 1 John chapter 1 is in the, at the end of your Bible, right next to Revelation. 1 John chapter 1. I've been on this series called Anointed for One Another. Somebody say anointed for one another. I told us that we're anointed to love one another. Got too many believers that don't love one another. And I also said that we're anointed to serve one another. Somebody say serve one another. You got people with collars and titles that feel like people need to serve them. But even this pastor is called to serve one another. And I want to continue on that theme this morning. I'm looking at verse number three. I'm going to read reading verses three through seven. First John chapter one. I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. It says, what we have seen and heard we proclaim to you also, so that you too may have fellowship with us. Somebody say fellowship. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. These things we write so that our joy may be made complete. This is the message we heard from him and announced to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship, somebody say fellowship. With him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. And verse number seven says this, but if we walk in the light, as he himself is the light, we have fellowship with one another. Somebody say fellowship with one another. 
and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all our sin. I want to read verse number seven again. But if we walk in darkness, um, no, if we walk in light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. As you take your seats, somebody tell your neighbor, we need, we're anointed to fellowship. We're anointed to fellowship. Tell your neighbor, I ain't talking about a fish fry. I ain't talking about a fish fry. Authentic relationships within families are conceived in fellowship. If I, many times y'all know we can go to family gatherings, but it's not really until fellowship manifests where authentic relationships and families can be conceived. And it's no different in the family of God. Notice this. The English definition of the word fellowship is companionship. Somebody say companionship. It, it means company. Somebody say company. Or a community of like interest. And hear this. Um, the only, and in community is the only place where camaraderie is birthed. That's relationship based on trust. I don't want to be in relationship if there's no level of trust. And somebody say, I only find that in fellowship. I only find that in fellowship because no one wants to be in a community with one that they have no level of confidence in that relationship that they're in. I, I don't want to be in community with somebody, and I know we, we have this common goal at hand, and I don't have confidence in my relationship with them. Somebody say it's formed in fellowship. It, it, it's formed in fellowship because here, and here lies the problem. Watch this with many people, especially believers, we remain in the company of people that we have no confidence in. We, we run, run with cliques of people that we have no confidence in. And matter of fact, many of us go to churches and attend churches with people we have no confidence in. Tell your neighbor, I need confidence in you. I don't want to be sitting next to you with, listening to the word and have no level of confidence in my relationship with you. Even more, I believe many of us watch this, can attest to this. Where there, there is no, where there is fellowship with no level of trust, that, that causes people to be fake. When, when I can be in fellowship with no level of trust, it has caused people to get into fights. And watch this. I've, I've, I've been in fellowship with no level of trust, and we try to formulate plans, and those plans fail. Tell your neighbor, fellowship with no trust. I don't want to be in fellowship with no trust. If we're going to be in community, I need confidence in the one that I'm next to. Authentic fellowship. This is why I say it ain't just about a fish fry, y'all. This is why John admonishes believers in our foundational text to fellowship with one another because we've been anointed to fellowship with one another. And notice this, that this means no matter your disposition. Somebody say disposition. No, no, no matter your demeanor, somebody say demeanor, it does not give you right to be disconnected from the body that God has called you to. Here's what I'm trying to say. In, innately, my, myself, I'm an introvert. But, but my, no matter my demeanor, it does not give me right to be disconnected from the body that God has called me to. Y'all know, and then watch this. Sometimes dispositions will get in the way because I'm going through, I got stuff going on, I, want, I find myself disconnected. Tell your neighbor, don't be disconnected. And, and so, so, so notice this, fellowship is necessary for our faith. Fellowship is necessary for how we follow God. And fellowship is necessary 
for the family of God. And, and, and I've said this before, but I believe it bears repeating. Whenever you find yourself in community, there's bound to be conflict. Somebody say conflict. You get two folk from two different backgrounds, it's going to be some conflict. Somebody say a disagreement. But, but even though conflict will arise, it does not negate this command that God has given me to be in community. It, it, watch this, because I don't think y'all caught what I just said. The enemy will always try to magnify and even demonize disagreements. Because he knows, he, he knows the fruit that is made manifest as a result of fellowship. So at the sign of dis disagreement, I want to get disconnected. The reason why we miss out on this anointing that is upon fellowship with one another is because at the sign of dis disagreement, y'all run out the back door. And then we can't find you no more, and you miss out on the fruit of fellowship. It, it, it's also important to note, notice this, if we never submit to the anointing to love one another, then fellowship means nothing. If I don't submit to the anointing to serve one another, then that, that anointing to fellowship means nothing. I don't want to be in fellowship with folk that don't love me. I, I don't know about y'all, but don't be trying to come over to my house and you do not love me. Don't be trying. I told my wife, I, I said this when I talked about serving one another. Don't sit me down a plate of food and you do not love me. So I don't want to be, I don't want to go to church with folk that don't love me. I don't know about y'all, that's just me. All right, so this morning I want to reveal what our anointing to fellowship will manifest in our lives. I'm going to give y'all this. I hope I bring about a new revelation on fellowship. Y'all thought it was fish fries and stuff like that. Let, let, let's look at verse number three. It says, what we have seen and heard we proclaim to you also so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Here's the first thing I want you to know. Your inability to walk with God in fellowship will deny your ability to witness with one another. So, so fellowship, watch this, confirms our witness. So if you're taking notes, I want you to write that down. Fellowship confirms our witness because your witness is tied to your walk with God. And you can never encourage another to fellowship with you when there's no evidence of your fellowship with God. Don't, don't encourage me to go on no lunch dates. Don't encourage me to sit down in your office with you and I see no level of evidence of your fellowship with God. My, my, my fellowship with one another should confirm my witness. Tell your neighbor it should confirm my witness. So, 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 because watch this, in the natural, we don't like when people try to counsel us in areas where there's no confirmation in their own lives. Y'all know in this season, everybody tax experts. Everybody know how to file some taxes in this season. But I know your finances jacked up every other month of the year, but this year you're going to advise me? No, I need to see some level of confirmation. Somebody say confirmation. And it's no different with our fellowship with one another. Don't counsel me concerning being debt free and you filing for bankruptcy. Don't, don't counsel me concerning faithful relationships and you filing for divorce. Don't counsel me about how to fellowship with other believers and your fellowship with God is non-existent. It should confirm your witness. Don't encourage, hear this, don't encourage nobody in the area that there's no level of evidence in your own life. Y'all caught that? This is beyond fellowship. I don't want nobody telling me about how to raise my kids and your kids about bad as all outdoors. 
I need some evidence. Tell your neighbor I need some evidence. I don't know about y'all, but I need some, I need some level of evidence. Everybody experts, they watch a little YouTube video and they're experts. I need some evidence. Others are more willing, watch this, to fellowship with you when they see an evidence of fellowship with God in your own life. Because the people listen more to what you have to say when they see it in your living. Many times we want our kids, watch this, this is beyond fellowship. We want our kids to listen to us about how to do this and how to do this, and there's no evidence in our life. And we wonder why they don't listen to us. We want to counsel everybody. I want to counsel my mom and them about how to be in a good, faithful relationship, and she know my relationship jacked up. I was just crying on your shoulders the other day. Don't counsel nobody if there's no level of evidence. Somebody encourage somebody with that. No, 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 no counsel anybody. Because therefore, our anointing to fellowship confirms our witness. Because remember this. Remember what I said in our introduction. Fellowship means community of people with like interests. So I need to see your interest in God before you show interest in me. Don't, I don't want nobody in here. Here's this for all my single ladies. Where all my single ladies at? Don't, don't, don't get caught up if they showing interest in you. They need, you need to see some interest in God in their own life. I don't, I don't want, before you show interest in me, I need to see some interest in God. Where, where's your interest in God? If, we want, if you want a godly relationship, make sure they show you interest in God before they show interest in you. And too many believers, watch this, we get caught up in the fact that they like you and they say they like you, but you fail to find out if they love God. I don't care how much you like me. I don't care how much you love my resume. I don't care how much you love what I'm doing in the community. Can I see that you love God? Because I messed myself up connecting with the wrong people in fellowship. See, y'all was eating fish dinners with the wrong people. Tell your neighbor, stop eating with the wrong people. And watch this, because if, and if we can do that, it will save you much heartache. Make sure you have the same interest. We got to at least start with God. And notice, notice what verse 3 of our foundational text says. It says, what we have heard, what we have seen and heard, we proclaim to you also. In other words, their desire to encourage fellowship with one another was based on what they had personally what have you experienced with God? If, 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 you can't, if, you, if you don't have no level of intimacy or history with being in fellowship with God, don't try to be in fellowship with me. All right? Because that's going to be, that's a precursor to what I'm going to experience in my relationship with you. Did y'all catch what I just said? If, if, I, if I don't know what your experience is or your history with God, it's going to give me some evidence of what I'm going to experience. Watch this with you. That, that could have saved me a whole bunch of heartache, y'all. I done got my heart broke by a whole bunch of girls. Not a whole bunch. But y'all know that first high school sweetheart got my heart broke. All right? But I never watched this, tried to do this investigation on her history or experience with God. And if I would have knew that, it would have saved me a lot of heartache when I tried to watch this get in fellowship with her. I, I, done, I done learned my lesson, y'all. I've been in fellowship with some church folk, and if I would have knew this, it would have saved me heartache. I was in fellowship with some people that wanted to do business endeavors, but it would have saved me a lot of heartache. If I would have just knew their experience with God. 
And, and notice this. This is why John goes on to say, indeed. Somebody say, indeed. This word in the Greek means certainly. Somebody say, certainly. Our fellowship is with the Father and with his son, Jesus Christ. And when we can be certain, watch this, of another's fellowship with God, we can be certain concerning their fellowship with us. I, 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 listen, I, I don't know what people do in, in, in a in a, in a private place, right? But the Bible says, by their fruit, y'all know them, right? So I went, before I began to start connecting with folk, and if I want to be a good steward over this anointing to fellowship that's upon my life, I got to make sure, and watch this, the, the Bible says that John said, we're certain indeed. I got to be certain. I need to see some level of fruit before we get connected. And watch this, you ain't got to have the same fruit that I got, but I need to see some fruit. Galatians 5 talks about some fruit. Listen, I might not be patient yet, but you got some level of patience. We can go ahead and connect together. Watch this because you can teach me how to be patient. I ain't trying to get it. If, if me and you still struggling with the same stuff, come on now. Y'all connecting with folk that's still struggling with the same stuff. I need somebody that's going to make me better. I don't know about I think it was Neo, y'all, that he had a song talking about you, we good together. I don't know. I, don't, I can't remember the lyrics. But I want to be confident. Our prayer must be that other believers can be confident in our fellowship with God so they can have confidence in their fellowship with us. Because watch this, our anointing to fellowship should always, is intended to confirm our witness. Tell your neighbor, confirm your witness. Now let's look at verse number four. It says, these things we write so that our joy may be made complete. Your personal convictions concerning your walk with God, watch this, may be cultivated in private. But the perfecting of those convictions are cultivated in community. Did y'all just catch what I said? When, it's one thing to read the book and have some personal convictions that I'm not going to sleep with this person that I'm not married to anymore. But it's not until, watch this, that you get in a space that those that, 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 that they're really cultivated. Did y'all catch what I just said? Because you can say in your heart that you ain't going to sleep with them, but until you get connected. Okay. Um, all right. Y'all quiet this morning. All right. Uh, that, that's just me then. All right. The only way that the perfecting of those convictions take place are in community. Somebody say in community. So, so here's my second thing. Fellowship promotes, our, uh, uh, in other words, cultivates our wholeness. If you want to be whole, you got to be in community. Tell your neighbor, if you want to be whole, you got to be in community. Because watch this, the perfecting of your faith can only be in, accomplished in the midst of imperfect people. Somebody say all of us. <laughs> That's fellowship. Right? Because it's easy to preach forgiveness until you're presented with an opportunity to forgive somebody that you don't like. It's easy to preach reconciliation until you're presented with an opportunity to reconcile with somebody who said something. Watch this about your mama. All right, it's easy. Until I'm presented with an opportunity. It's easy to handle offense until I'm presented with an opportunity to resolve the offense. Because y'all know y'all be saying stuff in your mind. I, can, I just can't wait till I see them because I'm going to give them a piece of my mind. But you were out here preaching about reconciliation. It, it, it takes place in community. Somebody say community. Fellowship, fellowship. 
Because our desire, watch this, must not be to simply preach or proclaim the things of God, but our desire must be to be perfected in the things of God. If you live in a bubble, you can preach, you can say that you're so holy, you can do all of that, but until somebody starts to knock on your bubble and wants to get in, that's really when you know you've been perfected by your own convictions. I want to be perfected. Somebody say, I want to be perfected. And much of our perfecting is accomplished in fellowship. Therefore, the anointing of our fellowship cultivates our wholeness. Watch what John says. He admonishes us to fellowship with one another, with other believers. Watch this, so that our joy may be made complete. And you will never be complete until you let the community of believers complete you. Well, until, what, what, I, I'm, I'm trying to say this, and I said this, when I talked about this anointing to love. And I said every time my wife wakes up, she wakes up to a person that has character flaws. And the only way that the word is tested in me is when I, when I want to be perfected by this word, I got to bump into some imperfect people. How do you handle when you know the Bible says to turn your other cheek and you got a whole folk, bunch of folk in your job hating on you? I, how, how am I supposed to be this minister of reconciliation when this one that I gave my whole life to walked out on me? I, I, I'm only perfected, watch this, by being in community with imperfect people. Somebody say that's all of us. And this is why, listen, I'm, 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 this, the God giving me this so y'all can protect the pastor. Right? Many people run out of church because the pastor did something to hurt their feelings. Tell your neighbor, I'm imperfect. So when you realize that we all imperfect, I need to say when the pastor do something crazy, God, thank you for the opportunity. Watch this to now perfect me. I, I'm trying to say because there was, a, there was a time where I was hurt by church folk. There was a time where I was hurt by people who had titles. And I said, God, how can they have titles and they treat me so nasty? And I, feel, I realized that it was in the midst of community that God was trying to perfect me. And many times we get so bent out of shape. I know you love your mama, but your mama got character flaws. Mama, I, I can't understand how my mama do X, Y, and Z. Maybe it's because God is trying to perfect you. And he said, don't, so you don't, don't, don't visit your mama no more. Don't, don't go to the, the family barbecue no more because you can't buy stand your, uh, your uncle you're going to still remain an imperfect person. Because until I take my behind around some imperfect folk, God cannot perfect me. That, 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 that's why I can't stand church folk that act like they always got it all together. I can't stand pastors that don't never preach about their shortcomings. Because watch this, if I preach, boy, to my shortcomings, I can never perfect you. That's a dangerous place to be. And then, and then it creates this mindset that I've got to fake it to make it. Because if the leaders don't have no imperfections, and if the pastors don't have no imperfections, I'll never let nobody see my imperfections. And then I take my imperfected behind the glory, and God said, I'll put you amidst of people who are imperfect. But because you allowed yourself to make, fake it till you make it, okay. Not so for me, y'all. Not so for me. So when, so when we do have the barbecue and the hot dogs run out, don't get bit out of shape. 
All right? Because maybe God trying to do something in your life to perfect you. We can change our mindset, y'all. Tell your neighbor, change your mindset. Because watch this. Why would the, the writer of Hebrews say this? He says this in Hebrews 10, 24 through 25b. He says, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works. That, that right there, if somebody got to stir you up, that means your behind is not inclined to love and good works. Y'all caught what I just said? That means innately in me, I'm not inclined to do love and good works. I'm inclined to take care of me, myself, and I. But he says, let's stir one another. And watch what he says. He says, not neglecting to meet together as in the habit of some, but encouraging one another. Somebody say one another. That means our devotion, somebody say love, towards one another is only made complete in fellowship. Somebody say fellowship. That means our deeds, watch this, somebody say good works, towards one another is only made complete in fellowship. Somebody say fellowship. And watch this, in even our very desires, it says encouraging. Somebody say encouraging. But one another is made complete in fellowship. Somebody say fellowship. If I want to be made complete, I got to take my behind around some incomplete people. I'm okay with being around folk that cuss. Just not all the time. You might slip up and I realize you're imperfect. I, I understand that you slept with so-and-so. I got I to gotta be okay with that. And too many believers, we get in this posture that we're so high and mighty that we never reveal our imperfections to someone else. And in your behind talking about how you just, you know what you become? You become a Pharisee. Somebody say a Pharisee. Pharisee. I don't want to become a Pharisee. As the writer of Hebrew declares, when we neglect our community of God, we neglect the completed work of God that he desires to do in our lives. So when we find an area of our godly convictions that watches are incomplete, it may just be that we've neglected the fellowship of believers. I got to get around folk that's imperfect. I got to get around some folk folk that may get on my nerves. I may have to get around some folk that's going to try my patience. I was asking God, God, you got me working with some peculiar folk. I say, Lord, they're supposed to be a Christian organization, Lord. And then I had to realize God's trying to do something in me. And we always begin with the other person in mind. Y'all know that? I got folk that call me, and all they talk about is the folk on their job. And then now, thank you, God, for the revelation. I'm going to start talking about, well, what about you on the job? What do you think God is trying to do in you? Okay, y'all don't like that, because y'all going to come, Pastor, please pray for me. I need a transfer. I need a promotion on another department. No, not until God completes in you what he needs to get out of you. Because watch this, because one of the ways that God tests us with what has been poured in us is by way of people. The only way he's going to test us is to get around us some people that's going to prick and prod us. And despite what we want to think or even what we've been taught, Christians can test you. Somebody say Christians can test you. God, as a matter of fact, God's children can test you even more than the world can. Because when I know folk that ain't living right, I can expect them to do some jacked up stuff. But as soon as you tell me you go to the, the, the St. John, this and that, that you go to AME, this and that, you go to holiness, this and that, oh, Lord, I, I expect some difference. 
And when I don't see something different, them kind of folk can test you. I don't know about y'all, but they can test you. Christians that are rude can test you. Christians that ridicule you can test you. And watch this. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm baffled by this. But Christians who have the title, but that, they, that show me fruit of racism can test you. And they, they can test you. And the thing that I struggle with is I just said, how can John say that this makes our joy complete? When folk you don't expect to test you, can test you. But, but hear this, our joy is not found when we're confronted by imperfect Christians. It's not, it's not found in that because you're, you're just going to have some heartache with that. But our joy is found when we're perfected by those confrontations. God, thank you that I could have knocked this behind out. God, thank you that you perfected me in that area. I, I thank you that I did not dishonor my father when I had all right to. God, thank you for perfecting me. I, I want to allow those confrontations with imperfect people to now perfect me. Dominique can attest to this. Uh, Sharon Jr., C. Wright Jr. can attest to this. I had a problem. Watch this, and it, and it was, I knew that it was in me with my anger. They see me burst out of, uh, into flames in one area when we should have just been working out. And I said, God, thank you now that I'm perfected in that area. And I want every new confrontation that God gives me with imperfect people is not for my time to quote Bible to them from front to back, but to be confronted by them and then God complete a work in them. That's, that's, that's my new testimony, y'all. I want them to complete a work in me. And this is why James 1, 2 through 4 says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. You got you to gotta have patience to deal with folk that test you and let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect, complete, and lacking nothing. Our desire must be to let our fellowship with imperfect saints perfect our imperfection. Y'all don't get bent out of shape when somebody in this church walked by you. Maybe God was just talking to you. Don't, 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 don't get bent out of shape when pastor hugged this one and hugged this one, and I missed you. Because I'm, I'm imperfect. I'm not God, and I can't be in every place at all times. I just want to allow that moment to now cling to the Father even more, that he might complete a work in me. And many times when those things happen, here's what God is trying to do. He's trying to reveal some level of imperfect imperfection in us that he wants to complete in us. That's the only reason that God does it. And we get mad, God, how could you allow this to happen? And God said, I'm trying to complete something. Okay. Tell, tell your neighbor, let God complete some stuff in you. So I said this, it should confirm our witness. It should cultivate our wholeness. And notice this, let's look at verse 5 through 6. This is the message that we've heard from him and announced to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him, yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Our fellowship with one another not only confirms our witness to other believers, but our fellowship with one another should also validate our walk. Watch this to the world. When I can be in fellowship with folk that's imperfect, the world should say, there's something different about you. So fellowship with one another, this anointing that's upon our life, validates our walk. Because our fellowship with one another, watch this, means nothing if our fellowship does not draw others to our faith. This is why we shut down a church on fifth Sundays. 
It's not so that we could just say we did something nice for the community, but so that they can see a different level of fellowship with us. Something that might draw them to us. Right? When I get in fellowship with folk at church, I want somebody to be, y'all know how y'all ever seen some church folk eating over some chicken, some fried chicken, and they laughing, and they just fill up the whole restaurant. Right? And it puts a magnifying glass on them. And we want, we want our fellowship, watch this, to be contagious. I don't want this to run people away, but I want them to draw to our faith. And this is why John declares in verse 6 of our foundational text, if we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Hear this, the absence of truth is the absence of his word. Right? When there's no absence, when there's truth, it's, it's always an absence of his word. And, and, and where there is no fellowship, this is the place that, that is void of the manifestation of his word. Here's what I'm trying to say. When I don't fellowship with other believers, that's, that's a level of mandate that God has placed upon my life. And whenever I don't fellowship with other believers, that means my life now is void of the word. Y'all caught what I just said? And, and John says, now the truth is not in me. I, I hope y'all catching what I'm saying. I want y'all to stay with me. And, and notice what, this is why Jesus prayed this in John 17, 21. I believe it's on the screen. He says, I pray that they will all be one. Just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, I and I am in you, that they may be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. When we're in fellowship, somebody should know that, that, that Christ has been sent into the world. Therefore, our anointed to fellowship validates our walk so the world will believe. What am I trying to say? It makes no sense to have a fish fry and the world does not believe. It makes no sense to have a movie night at the church and the world does not believe. It makes no sense to not to have a church picnic and the world does not believe. I know this might seem, y'all might be like, Pastor Keith, that's, that's a far stretch for me. But if we're going to fellowship with men, we want someone to come to the faith. I ain't just fellowshipping with you just to spend time with you. I, I like spending time with you, but I need somebody to know that I'm a child of God, that we're the family of God. All right? Because notice this, people are being drawn to any and everything other than the church. And, and the reason why they're being drawn to other things, when they look at us, they see a reflection of themselves. Did y'all catch what I just said? When the world looks at us, they see a reflection of themselves. I already got, they already got homeboys and homegirls to hang out with. They already got a crew. If you just like them, I'm going to stay with my own crew. Okay. All right. Okay. I don't think y'all staying with me. The world knows how to fellowship in darkness, but the fellowship of believers should have a noticeable difference. Somebody say difference. It, it, is our fellowship uh, evident of the word of God in us? All right. So, so. Here's what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to say we, 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 we we're supposed to be perfect, but at some point, we ought to get it together. All right, so when the food do run out, we don't cuss nobody out. All right, when the folk come up in here taking a, a few extra supplies that we're giving out to the community, we don't lose our head. All right, when somebody walks past me, I realize that I can still, I'm still a child of God, and I'm still favored by God. All right, we don't want to reflect what the world already sees. Come on, y'all. This is this, this why folk, they can come in this church and the person working, working the door looks, acts just like them. I'm going to sit you back here because your skirt just a little bit wrong. Rather than getting that daughter a seat up here and getting her a shawl to put on her lap. All right? We've got to change 
how we respond in the midst of fellowship. Can they see the reflection of the word in us in the midst of fellowship? It should validate our walk. Somebody say validate my walk. So, so, so that, that means you can preach in the fellowship. You ain't even got to have no text like Pastor Keith. You can preach the word by way of your fellowship if we can practice his word in fellowship. When is the last time the world saw his word in your fellowship? Because our anointings of fellowship validates our walk. Our desire, notice this, and I'm done. Our desire to fellowship with one another must be driven by his desire to fellowship with us. What what, what do I mean? The word fellowship in our text is the Greek word um, koinonia. And one definition of that word is the benefits of Christ's death. So this Greek word fellowship means the benefits of Christ's death. That means there's benefits when we submit to the anointing to fellowship. Y'all stay with me. So, So the Lord, watch this, the Lord benefits when we fellowship with one another and so do I? Somebody say, so do I. So, 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 so the question we must ask ourselves, when we fail to fellowship, authentic fellowship, what benefits have we failed to give God? And what benefits have we failed to receive for ourselves? That God is saying that there's some benefits that I want to produce in your life as a result of fellowship. Miss, Miss Alvera just told me about a wonderful fellowship that she went on. And it was not so much so that the trip that she went on, but she talked about how can God love me so that he will present me with this opportunity. Somebody say benefits. I, I, I've got to realize that God's trying to connect me with folk, not for just any other reason, but there's some benefits involved in it. Right? And I've got to know that the day that this daughter says, I, 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 I just want to take you out. I just, I just want to sit down and have lunch with you. I just want to be a mentor in your life. I've got to realize God's up to something. And many of us run from fellowship. We hide from fellowship because I, I just don't know. I, I ain't on their level. I, I, just, I just don't know because I don't know what they, what their intentions are concerning. And God is saying you're missing out on the benefits. That, that there's benefits, and God is saying I'm trying to perfect you, and I'm also receiving some benefits as well. There's some others that need to be blown from your life. There's value when we work to fellowship with one another. And watch this. Tell your neighbor you do got to work to fellowship. It's hard to fellowship. I'm telling you this, and I'm going to just call my own self out. I've been telling Isaac that we need to do breakfast together. And it's tough when you got kids. It's tough when you got family. It's tough when you got obligations. But I know there's a benefit for me connecting with him. So I've got to make sure that I do whatever I can to connect and fellowship with him. Don't let things get in the way of the benefits. God's trying to do something in your life, and God's trying to get something out of your life. And we've got we've to work to fellowship. Somebody say work to fellowship. We must allow our anointing to fellowship with one another. I know y'all thought it was about fish, fish fries and all of that. But it's to confirm our witness. It's to allow our anointing to cultivate our hope. And it's also to validate our walk with the Lord. I want us to stand to our feet. Somebody say I'm anointed to fellowship. Connect with the hand next to you. God, there's some benefits that we need from fellowship. God, put us in the right place at the right time. Move around our schedule. So, God, that we can fellowship with some folks 
that we didn't think we could connect. God, do it now, we pray. God, there's some of us, God, that have been worshiping in this place, God, for up to two years, and we still don't know our neighbor. Help us, God, on today. God, let us step out of, outside our comfort zones and find somebody, God, that you've called us to connect with. Because we're missing out on too much. There's an area that you want to complete in us. There's a witness, God, that you want to confirm in us, God. God, and there's a walk in us, God, that you want to validate. But it's only done in fellowship. So even this pastor, God, God, make room in my schedule. God, the fellowship with folk that want to fellowship with you. God, the ones that you've called me to fellowship with, God, make a way. God, we declare on today, God, as we hold the hand of our neighbor, God, that you will make a way that we can fellowship with somebody that we may not even know their name on today. But God, you will make a way, God, that we'll introduce ourselves, we'll connect, God, and we'll receive all the benefits, God, that you've called for those relationships. No more will we live in silos, but we'll be a church, God, that has authentic fellowship. God, so that we can receive the benefits unto us, and also that's through your name. Every heart that believes, that thank God, and amen. Somebody give God a hand clap of praise.